This is Fine Rambles, number 173. So after about four months, I'm back on the road again. And <laughs> it took me it took me going back on the road to realize how completely insane I've become. Not about not about COVID or whatever doomy, gloomy thing you're thinking. No, just <laughs> just really simple things like like water. <laughs> I used to be someone who would just drink out of the tap when I was in a new Airbnb. And now I have to like try to find Bottled water, but not just bottled water, bottled spring water. And the bottles have to be glass because I'm worried about the xenoestrogens that leach out of plastic bottles. Or food. You know, I'm on an animal-based diet. But at this point, I'm not even very happy going into the supermarket and just buying ground beef. I'm like, is it grass-fed? Is it pasture-raised? Is it organic? Or for God's sakes, just coffee. Like, I'm no longer happy walking into a coffee store and getting a cup of coffee in one of those sort of like plastic papery cups because you just know that the lining in that thing is leaching again into your coffee. Is this what it's like to get old? <laughs> you just become very picky and and set in your ways or is it just that I've gone off the deep end? It's probably a little bit of both. So I'm back on the road and I'm in Colorado. And I'll tell you something, I've been obsessed with this one trail for years. It's called, it's called the Oot Trail. Oot. And this is why, this is why I'm obsessed. The first time I climbed this trail, I was so cocky that I told the guy I was with to let me know if he needed me <laughs> to slow down. After all, I'd been doing like half an hour a day of low-impact cardio, swimming to be precise, and I'd been doing that for almost a whole year. Of course, he was the one who had to slow down, and he was the one who had to stop, <laughs> and then stop again. At one point on the trail, I was, I was actually crying with frustration. You know, if you want a humbling experience, do something that you think you would be good at for the first time. If that makes sense. Do something for the first time that you think you would be good at. And that's what I did. And I got my ass handed to me. So then a year later, I was right back to being cocky again. Well, because I'd been exercising for that year, mostly lifting, lifting heavy, <laughs> well, heavy for me. And and I was a lot stronger than I'd been a year ago. And I was like, I'm going to crush. I'm going to crush the Oot Trail this year for sure. And instead, you know, Oot kicked my ass again. So now I was getting a little obsessed, <laughs> right? So I started doing HIT. I started doing high-intensity interval training. I was doing sprints on the rower. I was doing sprints on the bike. Plus, I was doing cardio. As much as like, ooh, 40 minutes at a time. <laughs> so the next year, I knew that I would just fly up the mountain. And instead, well, you get the idea. Once again, I realized that I was completely out of shape and, and pathetic, and I didn't even know how to improve. What the heck did I need to do to get better? I didn't know, and that's a horrible feeling. Then COVID hit. And even more than Oot Trail, that fear of God, <laughs> essentially, kicked my workouts up a notch. 
What's more important is that a friend introduced me to the work of, of I think his name is Steven Saylor, S-E-I-L-E-R, on, on Twitter. And he's an exercise professional, essentially. And he taught me through Twitter about training zones, about the importance of UT2 training. Basically the idea that I needed to do much longer workouts at lower intensity. And I did start to see progress, not montage progress, montage, (laughs) but progress. And I think for the first time I realized, you know, just how long a road it is to being fit. And that I had barely started down that road, despite my, my naive pretensions and my, my self-delusion. Anyway, I'm back at the Ute Trail right now, and I'm still very slow, okay? It still takes me, I think, 32 minutes to go 0.8 miles. <laughs> but 32 minutes is my personal best. And so that feels good, you know? At least I'm starting to move in the right direction, <laughs> Even if I am still getting passed by by these really old people who come strolling past me as I'm huffing and puffing. You know, just thinking about this for a second, more and more, one of the lessons I'm learning, other than this, you know, low and slow approach, is, is the importance of natural exercise. All the cliches, right? Stay active. I'm still the guy who bangs out an hour on the stationary bike or on the erg and calls it a day job well done. But I'm starting to think, you know, and and I know I'm always the last to figure these things out, (laughs) but I'm starting to realize that it's better to go on the hike than it is to hit the Stairmaster. It's better to go on the actual bike ride than to use the stationary bike. And I guess that's kind of becoming a theme of mine, favoring the natural solution. For example, eat meat, not fake meat. Get sun rather than take a vitamin D pill. And I think this theme is based, well, it's partially based in evidence, but at a deeper level, I think it's from a more foundational belief that complex systems cannot be modeled. The territory can never be reduced accurately to the map. And so my bias more and more is against the, the reductionist explanation, the, the, the simplified solution, especially, especially if that solution, that simplified solution, comes out of theory rather than practice, right? Because, for example, planes fly not because of theory, but because the early inventors like the Wright brothers tried every possible wing. (laughs) And this idea keeps hammering home to me the danger of messing with complex systems. And nothing is more complex than the human body. And I know, (laughs) I know this is starting to sound like I'm going into into homeopathic medicine or something. But, well, let's do a mini steel man. Actually, okay, here's an Asim Taleb idea that the benefit of homeopathic medicine, which, you know, just to be clear, by definition does not work, but the benefit of homeopathic medicine is that it serves the same function as, as your doctor telling you to take two aspirin and call him in the morning. <laughs> it's an effective placebo. It calms you down. And for minor ailments, That is exactly what you need because it keeps you from going to the hospital. It keeps you out 
of the clutches of the allopathic medicine industry. And allopathic just means modern medicine. Because except in cases of severe illness, where you absolutely want to go to the doctor, modern medical treatment is probably iatrogenic, which means on the balance, it probably causes more problems than it solves. You're actually better off taking those two aspirin and thinking about something other than yourself than you would be putting yourself in the hands of that system. And you'd certainly be better off trying to get healthy, trying to stay healthy, than than to just let yourself go and expect that system to be able to to treat you at some point with a pill for the natural problems that come with getting older, with being unhealthy, etc. Again, what's the cliche? An ounce of prevention. Anyway, that's all I got this week. I'll catch you later.